Lord, it is good that we are here. That's the exclamation from St. Peter as they behold this amazing transfiguration experience of our Lord. Lord, it is good that we are here. If I were to ask you to define prayer, how would you define it? I think many people would probably answer that prayer, very simply, is talking to God. And I think it's safe to say that while many Christians say prayers, it's also true that many Christians do not truly enter into prayer. There's a big difference between saying prayers and entering into prayer. Saying prayers is good. It's very good. Entering into the experience of prayer is life-changing. In this extraordinary gospel we just heard, notice that Jesus takes Peter, James, and John away up a high mountain to be with him. He takes them away. He takes them out of the noisiness and the distractions of their world. And it's only when they are in this place set apart for this encounter with Jesus that they experience his glory. Jesus brings them to a place where they can enter into this experience, where they can be enveloped by this experience of his transfiguration. And no doubt, Peter, James, and John are profoundly touched and changed by this moment. As we hear in the exclamation of St. Peter, Lord, it is good that we are here. It's a life-changing encounter with the Lord that they have on the mountain. And this is what we want to focus on in our mission this week. As the apostles had a life-changing encounter with Jesus on the mountain, we pray for the grace this week to have a real life-changing encounter with Jesus in our own lives. That's why I have entitled the mission, Encountering Jesus. The first night we will reflect on the question, who is Jesus? Most important question we can answer, who is Jesus? The second night we'll reflect upon, what does Jesus do for us? And then the last night we will reflect upon the question, what does Jesus ask of us? The gospel this weekend is a great starting point for our mission because we see in this gospel of the transfiguration a real paradigm of prayer. And prayer is the place where we encounter Jesus. Let's just look briefly at this paradigm of prayer in this gospel. First, we see that Jesus takes the initiative. Jesus takes the initiative. We're told that Jesus took Peter, James, and John up the mountain. Anytime we are moved to pray, anytime we feel the desire to pray, it's always Jesus who's prompting us. It's always God who takes the initiative to prompt us to pray. Second, Jesus leads them up a high mountain. If you've ever hiked, 
The greatest moment is when you reach the summit, when you're able to rest and just take in the beauty that is all around you. And this is what prayer is supposed to be, allowing God to take us more and more into his presence so that we can experience his beauty, that we can experience his love. Third, we're told that they hear the voice of the Lord. We, they hear God speak. It says, a voice came from the cloud. Prayer is not simply about just talking to God. That's part of it, of course. But more importantly, prayer is about you and I listening to the voice of God. It's about listening to what the Lord is saying to us. Fourth, Jesus touches them and tells them to rise. When we enter into prayer, Jesus touches us. And the experience of prayer is meant to bring about a resurrection in our lives meaning that prayer is meant to lead us more and more deeply to live the new life that Christ came to bring us. Now, notice that this paradigm of prayer in the gospel has nothing to do with the apostles simply sitting down and talking to the Lord and asking for things. Again, I think too many of us minimize prayer to that. In fact, this experience that Peter, James, and John have on the mountain is all about what happens to them. Listen to what spiritual author Sister Ruth Burroughs writes. She's a Carmelite nun. This is a quote from her. Prayer has far more to do with what God wants to do in us than with our trying to reach or realize, still less entertain God in prayer. What we think of as our search for God is in reality a response to the divine lover drawing us to himself. She goes on. There is never a moment when divine love is not at work. The work is nothing other than a giving of the divine self in love. The logical consequence for us must surely be that our part is to let ourselves be loved. Let ourselves be given to, let ourselves be worked upon by this great God and made capable of total union with him. Beautiful quote about letting ourselves be loved in prayer. You see, prayer is not primarily about talking with God. It's rather all about what God wants to do in us and for us. And what he wants to do in us and for us is nothing less to radically transform our lives. This is why we need to enter into the experience of prayer rather just than just say prayers. As Sister Ruth says, prayer is about letting ourselves be loved, letting ourselves be worked upon by the Lord. Peter, James, and John experience this transformation on the mountain. And you and I, we too can experience this transformation if we truly take time to enter into prayer. Lent is the ideal time to do that. Lent is this 40-day retreat that the church invites us into every year to go deeper into the life of prayer. 
So I pray that our mission this week will be a time of deeper prayer, a time of a deep encounter with the Lord, and thus to experience a deep transformation in our own lives.